This is HPR episode 2513 entitled, Why I Choose Aperture First. It is hosted by David Whitman and is about 12 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is, David Whitman encourages you to choose Aperture as the most important setting in setting up your cam. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. David Whitman here from Beyond the End of the Oregon Trail. Today I'm going to tell you why I use Aperture as the beginning point for setting my camera for taking pictures. I'm not a professional. My folder on the internet is Bad Photos by Dave. And I always say it's not my fault. If I get a good picture, don't blame me. There are three things in the exposure triangle to consider when you're setting your camera up. Now there's many more settings in your camera. But these three things are the most important or the starting point, and they are shutter speed, which is how long the shutter is open, aperture, which is how large the opening is in the lens when you snap the photograph, and the ISO, which is the sensitivity of the recording media or film. And on a DSLR camera, you can easily change these settings very quickly. The ISO is interesting. It can be changed. You used to have to change film to get a faster film, but now you can just change the ISO. So I choose aperture to begin my photograph or to begin setting my photograph up because it gives the depth of field. It controls the depth of field. And the larger the opening is in the camera, the less of the picture will be in focus. In other words, there's a depth of field around your subject. The background, if you have a large opening in the lens, the background will be blurred and the foreground will be slightly blurred and you can get a good, make the subject that you're taking a picture of, like in my case, would be a dog. You can get that to be the focal point of the picture. The rest of the picture you're considering not important. It is important because it's background, but it's not as important as the subject matter, which in this case would be a running dog with a duck in its mouth or a leaping dog or a dog just jumping into the water. And so I start out there with the aperture. Now, apertures are measured in stops. Stops are two times. So 1.4 to 2 is two times more in the aperture range. This has to do with, I think, the square root of 2, which is 1 point, or the approximate square root of 2, which is 1.414, I think. Anyhow, it has to do with a circle. So every time you have a stop, it's going to be two times, you know, a difference of two times. And so three stops is going to be eight times difference. So if you went from 1.4 to 2.0 to 2.8, I think you'd have eight times difference. And it changes the depth of field, but the aperture also allows the light in. So when you choose your aperture, if you're going to have a blurred out subject, you're going to have to adjust the shutter speed in order to let the light enough light into the camera to get that um, 
balance there to get the picture look good and or change the ISO sensitivity. So the first thing I'll do is set my aperture up, shoot some test shots if you're unaware of what the background is going to look like because it can make a lot of difference. You know, you don't want to always shoot wide open where you have just a subject in focus and the background is blurred. Sometimes I get dizzy looking, especially like when I take pictures of a dog in the grassy field where there's a lot of um, dried, you know, tall grass and you're shoot, getting a picture of a golden retriever or a yellow lab and maybe there's some green in there. It can be sort of psychedelic looking. So I might, you know, decrease the opening size of the aperture in order to get more of that in focus so it doesn't just look so weird. So then I'm going to have to make a choice on my ISO sensitivity. The most important thing to understand here is that there is a point where the ISO sensitivity is going to be bad. If you get it too sensitive, it just won't make a very good looking picture. It'll be kind of blotchy looking. So try to avoid that by keeping the ISO sensitivity as low as possible. But of course, now I'm shooting for a moving animal that's moving, hopefully at high speeds. You know, I mean, if the, they, some dogs run really, really fast, and some aren't so fast. In fact, a golden retriever has a lot different gait than a yellow or brown or a chocolate, yellow chocolate or black Labrador, and. The, the pictures turn out a lot different because of their gait, but that means that you're going to have to adjust your shutter speed in order to get the stop motion on that dog and uh, um, get it to show up nice and clear. And you can play with the shutter speed, you know, to make it look, you know, to put the dog in motion, pan along with it. But in general, I'll set the aperture, get my ISO sensitivity set to where I want it, or put it in auto if I you know, have a lot of variability in my scene, and then I will adjust my shutter speed. Now, the reality of shooting pictures where you're having a basically sports photography, for me, is I will shoot in what's called aperture priority mode, where I lock the aperture in. It's called AV on a Canon camera. And you set it in there, and then my shutter speed will vary according to what the camera thinks it needs, you know, the computer in there, and then the ISO will be set. Or if it's very, very variable, if there's a lot of variability, I'll set the ISO on sensitivity, um, on auto sensitivity, so it'll be auto ISO, and it'll adjust. Now, the better cameras, you can adjust the shutter speed to where it has, it only goes so slow, like many times when I'm shooting a dog, I will go with one one thousandth of a second for my shutter speed. I don't. That'll be my minimum shutter speed, and that's because if it's any slower than that, the dog will be blurred. And then I'll set my ISO a lot of times to if I have it on auto. I know my camera takes good pictures at 3200 ISO, or it can. Sometimes they're not all that great, but. So I will set the ceiling there. So knowing your camera controls is really important. Flying Rich, I think, is probably a good photographer. And I know Gorkhan is, um, just from hearing them talk on some of the shows I've heard.
So for me, I just set that aperture up first. And I understand that that's going to give me the um, what the background is going to look like, how much of the picture will be in focus. And it, it's a hell of a lot of fun to go out and take pictures. And the um, it's also just a lot of fun to go out and, you know, instead of going out, I mean, I'm not opposed to hunting an animal or anything, but just to, you know, get out in the woods and places and just take pictures of things and try to set the shot up. It's really, really uh, interesting hobby, and you can do a lot with the pictures. And then, of course, I'm going to suggest you use the GIMP and maybe Inkscape, you know, to do your editing and stuff. And um, I've been using a little bit of Digicam. Certainly is a complicated, can be a complicated hobby to have, can be pretty simple too and quite satisfying. But I encourage you to start out by experimenting by using aperture first and then adjusting the shutter speed and the ISO to get yourself in place to um, get a good picture. One of the interesting exercises that I've done is, you know, they encourage you to learn how to shoot in manual with your camera. And I'd say this is a good way to go. Not that you wouldn't use aperture priority or shutter priority, but... When you learn how to set the camera up in manual, you get a good idea of what things go with the other things and to take some pictures of some interesting objects around your place. Now, um, David.Whitman is my name on Instagram, and I've got a picture of the African... Oh, I said it's the African queen, but it's not. It's the River Queen, a boat that is... It's being torn down now or scrapped, but it's... Still, but it's not going to be there for long. It's at Gobel, the marina, or on the at a moorage at Gobel, Oregon, on the Columbia River. Interestingly enough, there was um, it used to be a floating restaurant in Portland, and my um, superintendent of the department I work in said that's where he had his senior prom. Was there? They we lived about forty miles from Portland, and he lived probably thirty miles from Portland when he went to school. So he had a senior prom there. And I got a nice picture of that, and I. Um, took a nice lens out and um, adjusted the, you know, by shooting in manual with that. So the photography can be a really nice, interesting hobby. It can be really time-consuming too, or it doesn't have to be. But I would encourage you to use Aperture as your starting point for setting your camera up. Understand what it is. Hey, you know, Wikipedia is great for learning about things, all types of things. So you can just kind of, you know, do a duck, duck, go to get there, find out some stuff, get in Wikipedia and search around, and then lots of other free information online. I would encourage you, I think I've recorded this so many times, I don't know if I've talked about the book Understanding Exposure by Brian Peterson in this take of the episode, but he has a great book that is fantastic to um that tells you how he got certain shots and he's a professional photographer and he's an interesting guy too because when you read his book and then if you then jump over to youtube and look at what you know some of the um um instructional videos that he has over there he's doesn't look quite like i thought he would and of course i probably don't look quite like you think i do either 
Um, you'd never believe I was that handsome, to be honest. Ha ha. And so with that, I'm going to sign off here. And um, I would encourage you, if you have something more to add or want to correct an item that I've talked about here um, about photography, please feel free to make a, another episode and get it in for Hacker Public Radio. I will say I thoroughly enjoy the show, every contribution that comes in. And I really can. I really like listening to the community news. And you and Dave do that. And I've tried to get on there. And uh, maybe I'll try again. I have something planned. I'll see how it goes. Um, but I really appreciate that. And thanks to anonymousthost.com for sponsoring us and for everyone who's done so much work there. I've learned a lot. It's just an enjoyable, enjoyable um, piece of work Hacker Public Radio is. So I'll be signing off now and hope to hear from you on your own episode of Hacker Public Radio. Thank you. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.